Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp, Fightful.com. It is February 7th, 2020. We're here to talk WWE SmackDown. A reminder, get all your wrestling news at FightfulWrestling.com. But this weekend, big UFC pay-per-view. John Bones Jones defends against the undefeated Dom Reyes. We have Valentina Shevchenko defending against Caitlin Chikagian. Derek Lewis in action. Worth checking out. Uh, so I hope you guys tune into our live coverage. We have our pick em up. We always have thousands of comments in those live coverages. Don't sleep on those. Come over. Have a good time. And as the entrances happen for the main event, myself and Jeremy Lambert will go live for a watch along of that. Uh, so we're going to kind of recap the results of the show there. Uh, you all have been digging those a lot lately. But tonight we have a person who you haven't seen on Fightful before. You've read his writing. Yes. You've read his writing. You may have seen him on WrestleZone or Smartout Moment. Robert DeFelice, he does a lot of great stuff for us. Robert, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good, Sean. SmackDown was fun. Pretty wild stuff. A little bit of William Goldberg. I always enjoy William Goldberg. How about uh, you? Uh, we'll get to it. Uh, I don't have a problem with him wrestling on a random Thursday. I, I can deal with that. I can deal with that. But uh, we are going to talk about that. I've got some some thoughts on that. But uh, we have the Listen Your Boy this week, guys. Make sure you guys check that out. The Distraction Podcast. We dropped interviews with Kenny King, one of my favorite this year. He talks tough enough. He talks about Marty Skrull and Ring of Honor. He talks about being on My Brother and Me on Nickelodeon back in the day. Really? Yes. He was the dude with the haircut, with the cool haircut that Dee Dee wanted. Oh my God, I loved it. I even look st- at Kenny King. I know, right? TV star having an interview up with Christopher Daniels, and I got a bunch dropping, guys. I've got dozens ready to drop, so check that out. Lots of cool stuff there. Well, let's go ahead and talk about SmackDown. It kicked off with Miz and Morrison introducing themselves. I did like Morrison's line: "My shirt have buttons, but I do not use them." I love the dirt sheet. Yeah. It- this was a great indication, Robert, of why these two were meant to be together 
especially in this run. They've both had their, their runs, whether it be in WWE or out of WWE. But I think right now that tag team division really benefits from having Miz and Morrison together. I think so, and I think it revitalizes Miz. It makes Morrison look very comfortable. He looks like a star. I hope we get more dirt sheets on YouTube or something like that because those guys are magic when they're together. Yeah, I love the once a time, once upon a time in Hollywood spoof. Um, like when they did the Bruce Lee spot and he said something about Bruce, I wish they would have had Bruce Pritchard do that because the running gag on his show is that he's a three time, uh, karate black belt hall of famer or whatever. So that would have been kind of funny, but we did I, get big Johnny. Yeah. I, I did like that too. I liked some of the cameos. I loved having Mr. Miz in there, Robert. This was entertaining stuff. It reminded me of how good the dirt sheet was because honestly, I forgot about it. Yeah, I'm I'm of the generation that I was very much into the dirt sheet, and this was fun, and I really want to see more of them. Yeah, it worked out really well, I thought, and it's something that we hadn't seen in quite a while. New Day interrupted. Big E wasn't actually watching the trailer. He was watching BET Uncut. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm down for that. I loved it. Every every night at like 2 or 3 in the morning, I'd be watching MTV2 or BET Uncut. I got some personal favorites there that I, that I launched his direction. We'll see how he responds. Hopefully he doesn't say he'll put my nuts or his nutsack on my tall-ass shoulders again. That would be greatly appreciated. Well, that is a rather strange endorsement, but it's an endorsement by Big E. Yeah, nonetheless, it is It is one. He admitted on the record that he comes and lurks on my Twitter, so I'm sure he'll say something ridiculous. But after this, Ziggler and Rude come out to attack, and the Usos make the save. This sets up the match. And I gotta say, man, even assuming SmackDown loses the Revival in a couple months, they still got a pretty strong tag division right now. Yeah, they do, and they set up real nice, Miz and Morrison and the Usos. That could be WrestleMania, you never know. Yeah, I could. I'm trying to adjust my hair here. It's a, it's a mess, guys. We'll, we'll just have to rock with it. Whatever it's your new I, hair. It's, yeah. It's, you and your hair single-handedly broke up the Nightmare Collective, and it's an amazing thing. I am soliciting Super Chats as we speak. If you guys want to thank me, if you guys want to thank this hair... For breaking up the Nightmare Collective, one of the one of the most heavily panned angles in pro wrestling of the last six, seven months. Well, you know what, guys? Donate a super chat. Let me know you love me. Subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. We had some news on Tanera Conti walking out of NXT, so to speak. Uh, that is up on Fightful Select. It got confirmed by several other reporters. I had some people saying like, oh, well, Raul Mendoza tweeted a sarcastic thing and she had a gif. Hate to tell you guys, she she walked out. That's what happened. Talked to a bunch yeah. of people in the locker room about it. Uh, they confirmed it. I'll have more on it on the main site tomorrow. But FightfulSelect.com, that's the most direct way to support us. But if you're watching live on YouTube.com slash Fightful right now, send a super chat. We'll read your question or statement on the air. Tim Traver says, did a video today about the same as you did, SRS. I want to say thanks for the video idea, and I gave you a shout-out on that video. Send me a link to that, Tim. I would love to see it. I would love to uh, post that in one of our updates as well. Uh, Young Bibby says, hey, it's Robert DeFelice from Smarkout Moment. No, it's Robert DeFelice from Fightful, damn it. That's right. Damn Today, it. I am a Fightful boy. I am always a Fightful boy, especially on the weekends. Yeah, especially on the damn weekends. We got him locked down on these Fridays. Come on, young Bibby. That's right. 
He says, uh, do we think that the match between Mella and Bailey gets saved for Elimination Chamber or Super Showdown? Here's the thing. I don't think it's necessarily a guarantee. Now, this is just a hunch. This isn't me reporting anything. I don't think it's necessarily a guarantee it'll be either one of those. I think it could be the SmackDown right after Super Showdown because there's still a possibility they get stuck on the tarmac for 12 hours. Now, the email blast that went live said... We will find out who faces Bailey at Super Showdown, but they were very careful on SmackDown to never say where the match will be taking place. And they they do adjust those types of things accordingly. So uh, Email Blast says Super Showdown. We'll we'll see how that goes. Aaron Jay's fan said Kyle Lowry injured with Whiplash. It's very difficult for me to not become a Blue Jays fan, or a, a Raptors fan rather. I go to Toronto once a year. My boss is from there. I love the country. I love the city. I'm real close to converting. The colors have even grown on me, Robert. Like, I'm real close. Are you you close to just adopting the Maple Leaf? Maybe. See, we don't have a Cincinnati basketball team or hockey team. We got Columbus for hockey, but as far as NBA and hockey go, we don't really have, like, a local team, so to speak. So, I'm... I'm just, uh. I'll loan you the lightning from Tampa Bay. Okay, fair, fair. Well, we had the Usos defeating Rude and Ziggler. Commentary mentions the Usos needed some time to get their minds right. I thought this was fair. I thought it was a good way to kind of indicate that they did need to get their minds right, but also explain why they were gone. Yeah, and they've talked about it more openly, like on backstage videos and stuff. It's very awkward for them, especially having to drop a penitentiary line every time they're on TV. But they've been good about it. And you can't deny talent, and they are probably the best in the world. What is it about the Samoans, Sean? Those tag teams, the Samoans, it's just magic. I think when all is said and done, the Usos end up being... I mean, I already think they're probably top five of all time. I think from an in-ring perspective, they're probably top three. And here's the thing. If Vince McMahon didn't dislike tag team wrestling so much, they, they'd probably be in the running for best of all time. And longevity is going to be a big key for that. I don't see them breaking up. I don't see them doing the, the singles runs like, like the Hardys and all these other teams did. So they're likely going to be attached for uh, probably the next 10 years, Robert. And, you know, here's the thing. You're never going to see anybody clamor for a Jey Uso single run. Yeah. You know, it's they're always going to be a duo. New Day can maybe break up. They don't want to, but they can. Yeah. The Usos, never going to happen. Christopher Bourdine says, starting the fund to pay for SRS's studio time to record little effing soap. Well, I assume you want me to do that in the, in the, the spirit of ACDC, but... Hey, I mean, we raised the right amount of money. I'll do it. I'll do it. We've recorded Ass Man in the past, a remix to Ass Man. I'll do it. Well, you gonna really get into your ACDC? Because I, I think you got that in you. I do. I've done it on the show before. I've done it on the show before. But I uh, think get a little hair metal in you. Get a little Dolph Ziggler. You know, yeah. want to be Motley Crue hair metal? Yeah. Rude and Ziggler cut off the ring. Uh, work over Jey Uso. I'm glad that Rude and Ziggler have stayed together because they're best served as a team. Uh, Rude is better as a tag guy. They can work singles whenever they need to. 
I think that Rude and Ziggler could be every bit as good as the Revival. I just don't see the aggression there in the ring. They seem like they're just going from one spot to the next. When I watch the Revival work, it seems like they're really trying to take somebody out. But any thoughts on, on them keeping Rude and Ziggler as a team? Oh, first of all, I love the Spinebuster zigzag. Yeah. That is a beautiful thing. Great move. This just seems like a holding pattern for both, and I can't invest in it because I feel like they're not invested. And that comes through on the TV screen. They're good together because they're good at the job, and they've been in this position where it's, okay, we need you to tag team, get going. But I don't think that they're really like, let's make this the hottest thing on SmackDown. Yeah, yeah, I I think so. I think, yeah, and they're good at I mean, they're a good team to just have. The unfortunate thing is, which changed tonight, SmackDown doesn't really have as many squash matches as Raw, so it's harder to get, I guess, teams over in some regards, and you got a 50-50, or you don't have to, but they 50-50 so many people, and Rude and Ziggler are real victims of that 50-50, real victims of it. But the Usos pick up a pretty standard victory, and they should, they should win here, they're fresh again, I'm cool with that. Do we see this on the kickoff of like Super Showdown or something? Probably, probably unless they unless they do the stupid thing and say, "Hey, let's bring every team we have over. That way, we don't have anybody in the states. They really need to leave somebody, some people in the states." No, well, they did that already for the last time. This this show might be the greatest trios ever. They seem to like really doing the greatest ever in Saudi Arabia. I would love a trios gauntlet. I think it'd be awesome. Our, our boy Throwback 27, again, I, I, Throwback, I gotta see your tax returns, my man. I gotta see him. He has donated an insane amount of money to our Super Chat over the past week and a half. Reveal your tax returns, Throwback. I, I think this shows the love that the Fightful people have, specifically for you, and your post shows. Well, Throwback has been particularly generous, and I can't tell you how much I appreciate it legitimately. Um, I'll be honest. We lost a lot of revenue from that month we were off YouTube, and Throwback has been super generous uh, in the Super Chat. Dropping two hundo saying... Good Lord. Yeah, with Mella and Bailey finally happening, do you think WWE Creative will have Bailey cutting an AJ Lee pipe bomb about... Mella dating her way to the top. Um, I don't know if Corey Graves is the top. <laughs> yeah. Like, I know there was the scene of rumor, which was swiftly shut down. But, you know, Mella, Corey Graves isn't the top of anything, except maybe the announced teams. But, yeah. Yeah. So we'll get to how I think Naomi works into this. But I do think there's going to be a lot of real... Real life stuff brought up between Bailey and Carmella. They've got a lot of footage from Breaking Ground back in 2015 that they can utilize and that they can use. I mean, these two, I don't know if they still are, but they were real life best friends. Baymella was a thing. I mean, they were. Baymella was a great thing. It was, it was. They, they, and you, you didn't realize it until you saw Breaking Ground, right? Like it was so. You would think, really? Them? But then you see them and you're like, okay, that works so well. You know, I think if they go for the long haul and we get this at Chamber, uh-huh. then yeah, you can really tell a good story here. If we're rushing it, 
for Super Showdown. I think maybe we get one promo and then we're out of there. I definitely think Naomi is Mania. Yeah. I think we're looking at Mania with Naomi because she drew in a lot of casuals following that Royal Rumble return, and they know they've got money with Carmella. Yeah. With um, uh, Naomi. Uh, he also says, Mella being with Corey Graves and also her being on Total Divas could be approached. I do expect Bailey to bring up some of that stuff, like, I win the titles, I'm, I'm this, but you get featured on everything. And uh, Throwback says, Bray versus Goldberg is going to be a train wreck. Let's go ahead and talk about it. Oof. First off, if I went to San Jose and Goldberg wasn't there, I and I bought tickets since Monday, for the, I'd be pissed off. I'd be um, real pissed me off. Me too. Me too. I had no idea he wasn't going to be there until suddenly you just show him via satellite, that's a ripoff. Yeah, I, I think it was a ripoff, man. I think that, well, here's the thing. They didn't say, oh, he'll be live in the arena. But, I mean, my God, is anybody live in the arena? Like, yeah. you, you could say that about anybody, and that's okay. But that's a big-ass name to advertise. Well, he's live via satellite, and he mentions that, Drew McIntyre's going after Brock Lesnar's title. Didn't mention Ricochet. <laughs> he did mention it. He said oh, Ricochet. He? he said he's got his hands full with Ricochet okay. and then McIntyre. Okay. Uh, thank you for correcting me on that because I heard him mention Drew McIntyre and I didn't I, – I, I tune Bill Goldberg out on occasion. Uh, oh, William Goldberg? You can't tune out William. Somebody said to me, well, of course you want him via satellite because doors don't want him around him. And I'm like, why? The door won the last fight. The door beat him. But uh, I'm very glad he didn't mention Ricochet. But he says that since Lesnar's got his hands full, he wants to face Bray Wyatt. And he said, I didn't get my rematch. Well, that's dead now. You don't get a rematch. But It's been like two years, bro, but okay. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. Firefly Funhouse interrupts, and Bray Wyatt makes light of the challenge, but Goldberg and Bray are on for Saudi, and I I gotta agree with our boy, Throwback27, I think this is gonna be a train wreck. Hopefully it's not. Hopefully it's five minutes. Hopefully. So here's what we know. Bill Goldberg is a guy who does his best work when he's a two-minute man and people are, you know, bumping and feeding for him. The yeah. Fiend is a character that took, like, 15 curb stomps and gets back up. I don't know where the line is here, but point. I can't imagine anybody is coming out of this looking particularly good. Yeah, that's a that's a really good point. Like, I don't see Bray Wyatt taking a bunch of jackhammers. I don't, I don't see, let's be real, I don't see Goldberg getting him up. Yeah, I don't at He's this point either. a bit heavier, you know? And, and... Let me tell you guys, if if you have a problem getting him up, if you have a problem bumping and feeding, and if Ugh. and if if you are a two minute man, our friends at BlueChew.com code Fightful can help. Woo! This is why I am here. I am here for my first Blue Chew plug, and it's on the blue brand. And you know, yeah. I think. If, if Blue Chew, they seem to like wrestling. If they can they manage to work uh, a pill that might help Bill Goldberg last longer in the ring, the way Blue Chew works, we might have some magic on our hands in right. Saudi Arabia. Right, and if you want to put your magic into other people's hands, whether it's a spear, a jackhammer, 
Uh, Genetic or otherwise. Let me say, I hope you're not doing it to your sister Abigail because, ugh. But, you know, maybe you're going to give them a little bit of a mandible claw. Bluechew.com code Fightful can help. It's got the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and CLC. You know they work, but they work a lot better. They work a lot faster. They can work a lot faster because it's the first chewable to do this, so it's ready when you are, whenever the opportunity arises, or when you want to make an opportunity arise. Maybe it's not working for you. You don't have to have a problem to use this stuff. It's, it enhances your confidence, your performance. Go as long as you want to, pretty much. I mean, you know. Maybe if it's a super showdown you're looking for, BlueChew.com code Fightful can just get you there. You don't have to waste your time at the pharmacy. You don't have to waste your time at the doctor because the online consult is free. It's prescribed online with BlueChew-affiliated physicians that will get you prescribed as long as you qualify. Uh, and, I mean uh, – And here, well, here's the thing. With BlueChew, you're always going to be the one that's next. Yeah, Exactly. Exactly. Damn. It's yeah. true. And so, use, use that code Fightful. You get it free. You just pay $5 shipping. You, you're not paying Bill Goldberg's outrageous Saudi fee for this. And you're going to last a lot longer than Bill will for the money he's getting paid. Exactly. Exactly. My God. BlueChew.com code Fightful. Ah. <sighs> Joseph Farley says, throwback is actually the Saudi crown prince. <laughs> He's getting that WWE money. He has been giving us a super showdown payday. I appreciate throwdown so much. It is very Yeah, cool. man. Uh, Chris Ferris says, crazy. Seth Rollins got a tan and joined your show. I, you know, <laughs> if long. I had a dollar for every time I was compared to the Monday Night Messiah, I'd probably have a Seth Rollins-sized wallet. Because let me tell you, I get that all the time. But it thank does. you. It does happen all the time. Uh, it we, really we've does. actually joked about it in the live chat or in the the chat, our group chat, a few times. But yeah, my God, Oh, boy. So Bray and Goldberg. I mean, I'll be honest. It's it's a Thursday afternoon show. I mean, granted, I wish they didn't do Thursday afternoon shows. That's when I try to take some time off. But here we are. Ah. Uh, what, what do you think of Goldberg and Bray? If I had to guess, Spear, Fiend gets up and he laughs, goes for it again. We get a mandible claw, and maybe something happens to where this thing just gets thrown out. I don't see anybody taking an L here, and I just... I mean, is Goldberg going to work Mania? Is it really... What are you getting out of this? He should work Matt Riddle at WrestleMania. That's who he should work. You know, I would be so down for that, bro. I would, I would love that. Wouldn't hate it if he did it at, at Takeover Tampa. Could you imagine the heat on Bill Goldberg in Amelie Arena? An NXT crowd would eat him alive, and it'd be great. And the thing is, I think Bill Goldberg could play it, but I don't think they want to do that. But I'm just saying, if they want, they want to beat AEW in, in the viewership. You throw Bill Goldberg on an episode of NXT and have him show up and see what happens, because. Regardless of that crowd, they're gonna go ape shit. I'm just saying they got all this money. Have some fun with it. Have some fun. I think with they it. definitely should because Bill Goldberg coming around for a four minute match with the Fiend, it's not yeah. the best look for Bill Goldberg. Dan Heyman says, aside from Sammy, is there any talent refusing to travel? 
or is the KSA political uproar over and done with? No, there, there's always going to be Kevin doesn't travel because he supports Sammy. I know that. Yeah, Kevin doesn't travel. Alistair Black can't go there. Um, Brian. Daniel Bryan doesn't go there. At one point, I, I remember Roman when before Roman got diagnosed, he had told them he didn't feel comfortable going there. John Cena isn't wasn't going there and isn't going there. So, yeah, there, there's some. But, uh, yeah, M- mainly I think they know who will and won't go. If I were WWE, I would leave uh, all the women except for the ones that are booked over there or over here in the States. I would leave a couple tag teams, and I would leave Brian and some of those guys. It's just... I'd know. leave enough that if you need to have an emergency show, you've got SmackDown covered. Yes. You, you don't have to... It, it can be light on SmackDown at Super Showdown. And then Elimination Chamber can be heavy on SmackDown. I'd be I'd be cool with that. So I agree. Backstage, Heath Slater is checking on Daniel Bryan. Now we have not seen Heath Slater since Sands of Time back in October, Crown Jewel. Daniel Bryan gets a little bit annoyed, and I mean I, I can relate to Daniel Bryan. There are times when people think they're helpful to me, and I'm like, hey, piss off, mate, piss off. Yeah, I like. Heath Slater's just going on about, I would never let another man whip me. Yeah. What are you doing even getting in there? I'm worried about you. I mean, you wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for the maze. What is that? What is that, Heath? What are you doing? So Daniel, you know, with his eco-friendly shirt, he says, you know, I got an idea. Meet me in the ring right now. And then Daniel Bryan proceeds to rip him to shreds. Uh, I mean, what are you going to do? Heath Slater gets some TV time. He's got kids to feed. Good for him. Where do we go with Brian from here? Because we know they're stalling because they can't do anything with him until at least Chamber. Yeah. Um, so they have a match. Daniel Bryan gets upset and challenges and just dominates Slater. And I'm cool with this. Slater has not wrestled on Raw and SmackDown since 2018. He's wow. never there. I'm cool with him just beating the crap out of Heath Slater. I, I loved it. I mean... Heath Slater is there for that, so, you know, Brian gets his heat back, he looks really fierce, he looks strong, but I kind of think, and Braun Strowman people might not like this, but I think Nakamura gets that belt back relatively quickly, and we're looking at Nakamura Brian, IC title, at Mania, because it's the one bucket list thing Brian still has left. I love this. This was an ass-whipping, and I think that SmackDown could stand to have some more showcase matches like this. I feel like Raw has too many, Robert, and I think SmackDown doesn't have enough, even though we did see another one tonight uh, with a talent that I think could have served a little bit better. But what do you think about SmackDown using these? To me, them not having squash matches very often kind of results in a lot of people getting 50-50. Squash matches are important. Yeah. I know they went away in the Attitude Era because everything became, you have to have must-see television. This is not the Attitude Era. You have five hours of mainstream television that you need to fill, and you need to start creating stars, and you can't do that when everybody just trades wins back and forth. I think squash matches are important. Listen, not everybody can be, you know, of the caliber of The Fiend. you got to have Heath Slaters in there. And I think more... Squash matches should be utilized. Yeah, uh, I, I think so too. I think that's that's a p- 
pretty good take because, I mean, you you would hear Eric Bischoff talk about how all the time on Nitro he didn't want to have squash matches. He wanted he wanted the shows to feel like you had to watch them and he didn't feel like squash matches were. Now I think those squash matches really supplement somebody. We saw Braun Strowman get over really well. We saw the war. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for three forty nine a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Or, or the whatever the hell they are, the War Raiders, get over exceptionally well. Even though I think they went on a little bit too long with them, I think that they worked really well for them. And this one worked really well for Daniel Bryan because it showed you how this guy, who's much smaller than everybody else, could just destroy somebody. And I like that. And I think, again, you've got all these guys on contract. Utilize them, mm-hmm. you know? They're, they'll be happy as long as they're on TV. I mean, makes some money. of them, there are some of them that are happy not being on TV and collecting that, that check. That is true. Some of them I've talked to, uh, some people I've talked to will call out people like that pretty pretty regularly. Braun is out. He enjoys his title victory. He's interrupted by Shinsuke Nakamura. Braun is down to have a match right now, and I love that. I love that the champion just like, hey, you want another match? Let's do it. That's the kind of champion Braun needs to be, I think. Uh, yeah. How, how do you? We didn't really get your thoughts uh, on this show about Braun becoming Intercontinental Champion. What do you think about that? It's everybody's always going to get mad because it's the worker belt, but Braun deserves something. Yeah. And this is very important. I don't see it being a long run, but the important thing is Braun is established as a championship caliber athlete. And you can always move him up to the WWE title or the Universal title or whatever you need him to be. But this is a good first step. Mm-hmm. Uh, up next, uh, Sami Zayn says that the rematch won't happen tonight and they have reinforcements. And the Revival attack. Now, the Revival, one of them's around for a couple months. Do you think this becomes like a, an addition to the, the artist's act? They fit the bill very well. They do treat tag team wrestling as an art. It's maybe not seen as that backstage. This is a good way to keep them around and keep them busy while they're still there. I think it's no secret they're very much looking to get out the door. Mm -hmm. But while they're there, they might as well have some fun. I think you can have some fun when you're paired with Cesaro and Shinsuke and Sami Zayn. So, Braun takes the Revival out, but eventually the numbers overwhelm him, and he's beat down. I do think that you need, like, four guys to beat down Braun if you're going to do it. Otherwise, I think Braun should be the unstoppable monster. I think he would he should have to overcome a bunch of stuff, because I think if he's one-on-one, he should crush people. He should just dominate people. He should be special. He, it should take something major. Or something of his own doing. Like maybe he runs into a barricade or something like that. Uh, it's I, – I, I do like that approach with Braun, but how did you feel? I, I love it. I think they take liberties with guys like this because it's 
it's not Andre anymore. You know, they did show that the highlight reel of Andre from 88, and he was seen as such an attraction. And guys like that aren't that anymore because they're so commonplace in wrestling. So sometimes Braun gets utilized, and he's just losing the Rollins, you know, of Rollins' own ability, and he's not needing anything special to get defeated. So when you build him up as a monster again, it really sets the stage for... Now, okay, now he's going to have to run into that brick wall that is The Fiend. That is Goldberg, maybe. You know, like, you can set him up for other monsters when you have a monster of your own. Yeah, and and like you said, Braun is a special guy. He's a special talent, and he's got to have something. And I think this is this is perfectly fine. I think this is, this is good for him. I hope he has a long reign with it. Uh, it's been a few months. What do you think of that Intercontinental title design? Is that grown on you? I, I don't mind it, especially if it becomes, like, bronze title belt, because that's the thing. The old one would have never been bronze title belt. It would have been the old Intercontinental title, and Braun would be holding it. I think that if you if you redesign the belt, you get to kind of rework what that title belt means, so to speak. So I'm okay with that. I didn't hate the design when they, they announced it, honestly. What do you think about it? I, I think it's actually really good. Mm-hmm. They needed something new for a while. Like, when Cody unveiled it, it was cool. It was like, ah, oh, cool, it's a cool throwback. But you need to move forward. I think WWE right now has such a heavy reliance on their history and their past. And I'm excited to see forward movement. And this was a good forward movement. The new yeah. title, new champ. I'm liking it. I think that's an outstanding take. And people sometimes forget how different the version that Cody brought back was from the one that they were just using a few months ago. Like, it was a lot flatter and had, like, different, like, kind of different plates and stuff. Go back and look, guys, at the version that Cody unveiled. They eventually went back to, like, the Ultimate Warrior style, Razor Ramon style. But for a while, there were some, there were some solid differences even in that. But, um, I mean, is that Cody's legacy in WWE? I think it is. I think as a WWE superstar, his biggest give back is going to be that white Intercontinental title. And at no fault of his own, because I thought dashing Cody Rhodes was awesome. I thought Legacy was good. I loved Cody and Dustin Rhodes as a tag team. Their stuff with the Shield was really great. But when I think back to Cody and WWE, I think about him bringing back the Intercontinental title because... It was such a good design to bring back. Oh, yeah. And as soon as he got the the mask off, the face mask, yeah. and really ran with it, it was probably his best run. I thought he was going to be a major breakout star. And he would become that, but he needed to go his own way to do so. I think that there were several people like that. Honestly, around that period, I thought Wade Barrett was going to be that guy. They didn't quite let him be that guy. I thought that Cody Rhodes was going to be. I thought that Ryback even was going to be because of the time that he had the damn hard camera shaking when he saved Vince McMahon in Sacramento. I mean, there there were several people that I thought were going to break through and be that. But WWE, honestly, I think that if, a, if WWE worked an in-ring style today or like they do today back then, I think a lot of those people would have broken through and they would have become just insane performers and – WWE be in a lot better shape right now. Well, it's also the antithesis of what it is now. Back then, you still had at least John Cena who was carrying the load. Yeah. 
now you have a lot of guys who are carrying the load with their work rate, but they're also getting that time to shine because there's no Cena. There's no major draw. Mm-hmm. Uh, Throwback27 sends another great super chat, 20 bucks. says, do you think Braun's IC title is a test run to see if he can handle the WWE Universal title down the line? I don't think so, Robert. I think it's a pacifier for his fans, for his booking, and maybe even for him. He just signed a new deal, by the way, the past summer. He he was real close to having that deal run up. I mean, he told me that it was mere weeks before it was supposed to come up. I think this is a way for peop- for them to be like, hey, we know Braun's really good. He's really he, – he could be great. This is what we're going to do for him. This is – you mentioned Ryback, right? Yeah. And Ryback, prior to having to be hot-shotted to CM Punk in Hell in a Cell, was getting ready to take the Intercontinental title. This is a proper grooming process as we go through the motions this year. Because let's be real, WrestleMania drought will come. And come May, we're going to need a universal title challenger. That could very well be Braun Strowman. And I think this is also saying – Hey, Braun, we see you. This is your reward. And we're going to do more with you down the line because in that interview, it might have been the one with you. He said, listen, Vince told me, I know you're good now, but I want to see where you're going to be in five years. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I think Braun could have been the guy two and a half years ago. When he was feuding with Roman Reigns, that was, to, to this day, that is one of my favorite feuds ever. I love Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman. That was just one of my favorite things. It worked so well for both of them. And uh, uh, I would just love, love to see them really utilize Braun to that, that level. But I think this is Vince's way of saying, I'm giving you something. I'm going to see what you make of it type of right. thing. And, in my line of work, I like to do that too, so I I can appreciate that. Um, and let's who's running SmackDown? Bruce Pritchard. Yeah, Bruce Pritchard understands bigger guys with a larger than life look and a larger than life mentality. Yeah, uh, throwback says no tax returns. I work fifty hour weeks. I feel you there, buddy. He says also didn't Brian get the IC title uh, the year that Seth used Money in the Bank? Uh, he yeah, did. I think so. Yeah, he did. I was I was there. At Raw, when he vacated it, and a lot of people knew what the drill was. A lot of people knew he wasn't coming back. There were grown adults in the audience crying. Because we knew he was not going to be back. Knew he wasn't coming back. You know, Brian really wants... He's a guy who looks at the IC title and says, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, worker belt. When Brian, just days before he retired, they signed Shinsuke... And he said, please clear me. And I just keep going right back there because I know there's a part of me that is hoping and praying, all right, we don't get Sheamus and Brian again oh, at God. Mania. But I, I think we have a good shot at this Nakamura match. I hope so. I hope so. Dan Heyman says, good to see Braun win that before the main belt. More emphasis on winning the IC title before the main title should be used more. Too many at the top and tumble. Uh, I don't know if too many at the top tumble, necessarily. I mean, gender, but nobody thought that gender, nobody in their right mind thought that gender should have been the champion. Uh, Seth was booked terribly. Seth was booked miserably. 
Like there was somebody that said, oh, not everybody needs an edge. Yeah, most people need some sort of an edge. They are beating the shit out of each other on TV. You got to have a little bit of an edge to do that. But um, I, I mean, the thing is, a lot of people maybe misremember how the IC title was used. There are a lot of people that look at it and say, oh, well, Warrior, Savage, Savage, Bret Hart used that as a launching pad and all that. But Kerry Von Erich, Rick Rude, Ricky Steamboat, Tito Santana, Greg Valentine, Honky Tonk Man, the Mountie, British Bulldog, Marty Jannetty, Razor Ramon, even those. Ahmed Johnson? Ahmed Johnson. I mean, even through there. Now, I know Diesel did it. He he followed the textbook. Shawn Michaels did. But a lot of people seem to think that, like, oh, well, it was the launching pad. And I think that's because of a WWE. It's not a given. It's not a given. Yeah. Like, they're, you know, you look at guys, you got your Ahmed Johnsons who, all right, let's see what you make of it. And they don't. You, Biggie, Biggie Langston, who came in, they hotshotted him to that. He didn't get there. He would get there eventually, but through another way. It's not always the launching pad it's built up to be. Yeah, I, yeah, and for a while, it, it really was. See, that's the funny thing. The era that people romanticize it, like the early 90s, late 80s, I didn't think was as much. I thought it was more towards, like, I don't know. Uh, I want to say, like, 97 when it was Stone Cold and The Rock and Triple H and even Owen Hart who you could pull in and out of a main event scene and Owen Hart transitioned seamlessly. Ken Shamrock would have gotten there had he stayed. And then after that, it was never quite that title again until Jericho, Angle, and Benoit were, were tossing it back and forth. But Yeah, I think people forget Sean and Brett, it was a launching pad for them because they had no choice. Yeah. You know, Razor had it four times. It wasn't a lot. Scott Hall ends up leaving because Scott Hall was unhappy with his position. It's not always going to be that. I don't know what it will be for Braun. I'm hoping it's something great. But the truth is, you never know. Yeah, and I think, to your point, I think Big E could have made it to that. I think they gave up on Big E way too soon. It's weird to think he's been on the main roster for... Eight years. Eight years? Jeez, because... He's still got such a fresh singles run in him. And you know, Well, and yeah. that's the thing. They they hot-shotted those guys in at the time that was like, well, you're new blood from NXT, so you're you're solid. And we're going to put you against Cena because he was with Dolph, yeah. and that's going to be enough rub. But you need more than that. Now Big E, Big e can be world champion tomorrow, and it'll work perfectly. And there have been times throughout, especially the last few years, when you see Kevin Owens, Dean Ambrose, Daniel Bryan, um, Rollins, Reigns, even even Ziggler to some degree, like people who have been world champion become intercontinental champion. Well, quite frankly, that's usually because the top champion isn't there, and they got to have a prize to compete for on the show, uh, especially a three-hour show like it, it was featured on. But, um, yeah, it's... it's uh, it's good to see Braun with that title. Um, was it good to see Otis training for his date with Mandy? He's taking this very seriously, I see. He is taking this very seriously. WWE is having probably the most fun across the board with this Otis and Mandy thing. They have themselves a wonderful Valentine's Day sketch. Otis is a made star. Tucker has now become the buddy in the sitcom, and... 
He wears it well. I don't know how much staying power he has because it's clear Otis is a star. But I think, and I think next week's got to be the reveal of, wait a minute, Otis, I'm actually with Sonya. So, this is very like hot rodish. If you all have ever seen that movie, like they they play the cheesy '80s music type of thing. He's working on his manners, his outfit, a little bit of everything. Uh, but we didn't see Mandy or Sonya on the show tonight. She couldn't go on the date tonight, but she wasn't on the show. Robert, what was she doing? Well, she had plans. She wouldn't say it. She just said she had plans. I think I think you're going to get a big reveal that, hey, Mandy's, Mandy and Sonya are an item. And I think, honestly, that's one of the reasons, if you look at Raw, the Lana Liv storyline quickly dropped any lingering tension they had with the fact that Lana and Liv were in a relationship because I think they have decided to pivot to Sonya and Mandy. And there have been little hints, like Sonya dropped that, they gave them promo time at the Rumble, and Sonya was sure to drop that, hey, I'll jump over the rope for you because that's how much I care about my partner. And they, they were very sure to get that line in there before the Rumble match. And I think they're going to have a nice fun time on the date. It'll be like like almost like a, you know, after school special where yeah. Otis goes in for the kiss and she's like, wait, no, I'm with Sonya. Oh, wow. Well... Sheamus against Apollo Crews. Uh, Apollo gets some offense and he gets brogue kicked. He needs to get out. Apollo needs to go. Uh, as bad as I felt for Apollo, I felt much, much worse for Shorty G. Yeah, he came in and just got his ass whipped. And <laughs> yeah, at this point, like it's if they do another Shorty G match, I'm like, why? They don't. He's already lost twice. I don't need to. see And he again. tried to be the hero and got his ass kicked. Yeah, and. I just don't need to see it anymore. For Apollo Crews, quite honestly, the Indies need people like Apollo Crews who are, quite frankly, he'd go there and he'd be so much bigger physically than everybody there because he's he's a big dude and you don't notice it because he's on WDB. But I think he stands more of a chance to develop on the Indies or outside of WDB than he does now. Maybe he's happy and he doesn't want to and he just wants to show up and do what he does, but... Man, he's 32 years old, and he looks like a million bucks, and he can wrestle. Oh, man. I I asked you this about the revival before. I said, okay, they're offering money, but are they offering maybe a move to NXT or solid creative? I think Apollo Crews is a guy who you offer him a move to NXT, and maybe he takes it. Maybe he gets excited, like Finn Balor got excited. But you can't have this dude. He's not Heath Slater. He's in a much different athletic level than Heath Slater. You should be utilizing him better. Yes, Apollo Cruz has never had the the well. I'll take I'll take that back. I thought that Titus Worldwide was the opportunity to get them over. Titus, Dana, Apollo, and Tazawa. I thought that was perfect. Titus found his spot as a manager. Dana. Now, I'm glad Dana's doing other stuff now, but you could still have a loose affiliation there. I would send Titus and Tazawa over to SmackDown in, in April or something 
team them all back up. You could have Apollo and Tazawa as a team. Titus as a manager. He can slide in there and wrestle if he needs to sometimes. And have Dana do whatever she needs to do. I'm fine mm. with that. Um, top contender match. What do you think of this one? I thought this was a fine Fatal 4-Way. SmackDown does this thing where they don't show everybody's entrances. And that sometimes gives off the appearance of like, well, here's the given of who's going to win. Tonight they did that with a red herring because Naomi got the full entrance but didn't get the win. And I kind of feel like, you know, it does make people look less than if you're not going to give them the entrance. At least for the main event, give all the talent the entrance. The match itself was fine. It's always good when the women get to main event. You know, uh, Alexa Bliss looks good. She's in a holding pattern for the first time in her career. I'm not too concerned with it because she's had a lot for a long time. Dana Brooke, the fact that she's here is a victory. So everything is on the upswing for Dana Brooke. Naomi looked almost guaranteed to win. And Bailey even got involved with Naomi. So there's definitely more there. But ultimately, they chose to go the Carmella route. And to me, that says, all right, we know this is a match people have been clamoring for. I get this at least four or five times a week on Twitter. When is Carmella going to fight Bailey? And to those people that ask that, now you know it's coming. We don't know when yet. But it is coming, and I think it's a star-making moment for Carmella if they give them time. But Bailey, it's been several months. I'm very uninterested with heel Bailey. She became just another generic character. What do you think about that? I think you're right in that regard, and I think she needs a Carmella feud that she can play off of their history and their real-life experiences to heal on Naomi w- would be good and will be good whenever they do it. She needs a new finish that running her ass into people's face is such a bad move, especially considering she does so many other things during the course of a match that look way better. Like that split legged moonsault that looked awesome. The wheelbarrow stunner looked awesome. She does so many great things, but Carmella ends up winning and, and the shoulder was actually up. So I don't know if they'll play that in, if it was intentional, not intentional. Um, but with Carmella and Bailey, Bailey can play off of things that people have seen and documented and won't be forced. Naomi, I think, will happen. But if if it is just, oh, you've beaten everyone but me, and then she beats Naomi or vice versa, it's like, okay, well, then it's kind of a flop. I think they should build to that. Um, I do think that something should have happened where Bailey is the reason why Naomi lost. Bailey should have cost Naomi this match because she didn't want to face her. Then you could have had the best of both worlds. You could have had Bailey clearly not wanting to face Naomi and the story with Carmella. I think you could have had both of those. Uh, also, I am all for seeing Dana Brooke do Batista bombs. I love that. Bailey was super over in San Jose. Bailey attacked right after the match, but Carmella capitalized and got a win. Uh, any thoughts on, on, the ingredients involved. We knew Dana Brooke wasn't going to win. We had a pretty good feeling Alexa wasn't going to win. They're still doing the stuff with Nikki. 
But Naomi and Carmella, I think Carmella was a bit of a surprise. And Carmella was definitely a surprise because they ran the angle with Naomi last week. And with all the press she got and everybody's talking about her, that's why my only guess is, well, they're saving her for Mania now. Because clearly there's money there and they don't want to lose it. Bliss, I worry about Bliss because she's had so many of the injuries. So anytime that she's around full time, it just feels like, okay, I'm glad you're healthy enough to go. And she's she's on cloud nine anyway. Her favorite band just wrote a song about her and made it sound like it was 2003. So she's, she's on cloud nine in another way. Yeah. Dana Brooke, I'm so interested to see if they can make a main event level star out of Dana Brooke. That is a challenge, and I think they're going to want to take it. I think, I mean, they obviously thought something about her when they brought her up, but they wasted her, wasted her for a very long time, and they didn't need to, I didn't, they didn't need to have her up. She could have served to have an NXT run. Yeah, and I think she was doing well there. But they brought her up so quickly because I think Triple H has said this on After the Bell. Vince just showed up one day and was like, I need your entire women's division. And a lot of people ended up on the lower end of the card. I mean, Emma ended up having to just leave. You know, sometimes things like that happen. Dana Brooke now is in a chance to make herself. I don't know where uh Lacey Evans was this week. I think they ran her into the ground a little bit over the past couple of months, so it's a good thing she gets time to refresh and become new again. Sasha Banks is a hundred percent. She apparently needs to be 125 in order to wrestle. Yeah. But she's been missing and I think it w- it seemed like a given not too long ago that it would be her and Bailey at Mania. And now it's like okay, with Sasha out of the picture, with Naomi slotted in is the smackdown women's division a little on the dull end i mean they gave you four great women tonight but it still feels a lot less than well that's smackdown guys leave a thumbs up subscribe to our channel tap the bell for notifications all that good stuff Uh, you can follow robert at dude felice but uh, robert tell the people i mean if they got anywhere else they can follow you or anything of that nature yeah, you can always check out what I'm doing over the course of the weekend on Fightful.com. Great stuff. Throughout the rest of the week, I'm on SmartGuyMoment.com, regularly doing podcasts there. I'm on WrestleZone.com and the WrestleZone Daily over on their Facebook page Monday through Thursday. So just check it out there and check me out at Dude Felice on Twitter and Instagram. And I had a good time here, Sean. Yeah, I did, I did too. Uh, I hope to have you on again. Uh, Warren, hopefully he has more prior engagements so we yeah. don't have to deal with more. I need more time on this show, I think. Yeah, I mean, we're going to we're going to put uh Robert in the, in the the fill-in spots uh, as is and hey, you never know. You never know what comes to that, but That's uh, right. it's I thought that it was awesome. We had some good stuff especially with the Intercontinental title talk. Really like that. Uh but guys, we're going to be here this weekend. We've got uh myself and Jeremy doing the watch along. Again, make sure you follow Robert at Dude Felice on Twitter. He's a good follow as well. Until next time, guys, we're out. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, 
and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.